0: what up bucks nation we are back we are live here on a monday and we are just it's a uh, wednesday now it's a wednesday wednesday right <laughs> i can't even get my days right uh so obviously we usually go lives on monday but again it's a special live stream here on wednesday night uh as we're doing our 2022 nfl draft recap you know covering what the bucks did over the weekend uh so a lot of stuff to get into, uh, but first things first. I'm your host, Michael Plus. Joining, us as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And Mark, it, it was a it was a pretty good weekend, and obviously now we're getting into, um, you know, the analysis part of the offseason, getting into how this team is going to shape up post draft, and and what remaining moves are, you know, how are they going to shape this up is going to happen going forward.
1: Yeah. So overall, big draft class. Um, Bucks moving down, moving up. A lot of activity in the draft. I mean, it was fun to watch during our first round, look around. I mean, it was cool to see all the teams just trading in general and seeing NFC South opponents, who they got. Saints got offense. I mean, the Falcons are what they are. They're just trying to get better all around. Panthers, again, another team, they are what they are. They're just trying to get better. Saints have a formidable defense, especially with Tyrant Matthew, and now they upgrade with uh, Olave. And it looks like they're running with Winston, but let's see. Uh, but on the Buccaneer hand, they trade out of the first, get the first pick in the second round, come out with Logan Logan Hall. We'll talk about him. We'll break him down a little bit. Guys, if you ever have any questions or anything, we're going to break down a lot in this live stream. So shoot the questions to, to us. Um, but overall, I'm happy with the position group. I mean, we need a D-line. We've been, we've been saying that for years now. We've been mm-hmm. begging for one get an upgrade defensive tackle, possible five-tech, kind of interchangeable ability that way, which is huge. But still, I'm a little weary with needing more big men. I mean, you're losing JPP and Sue so far. You haven't signed either one of them back. I know it's still a long offseason still, but I'm still kind of holding my breath for bringing one of them back because uh, we you can't just fill in with one guy with – what you just lost with two. Those are two huge veterans you just lost. So that's something that still irks me. And we'll still go over Logan Hall to see what he's going to bring to the Buccaneers. But overall, that first pick that we had, I can see the potential, especially playing next to Vita Vea, And that's something we'll go over, but I'm, I'm happy. I just want to see it come to fruition. What did you think?
0: Well, right. I mean, a lot of these guys they they have potential, um, but you know, we're going to see how it plays out. Once we get into training camp, Uh, how do they pick up the schemes, et cetera. And, you know, what takes place, uh, you know, going forward. But I, I think, you know, looking at it, I think they're going to be, um, you know, okay. And I, I like that, you know, like we said last week or the week before it was you know, trade down or is, you know, Devonte Wyatt. Um, so they decided to trade down and they got extra picks and it allowed them to move around, you know, the draft board a little bit, you know, make some moves and pick up, you know, players that they wanted. So, at the end of the day, I'm fine with Logan Hall at the position that they got him. Again, it wasn't a first round pick, which I didn't think he was worth of. Uh, but you get him in the second round, where it's better value. It's better value for your team. Adds more versatility. And I think, you know, him as a prospect, you you got to like the size and the speed element that he's going to bring to your defensive line. Something that we were missing last year on the interior. You know, uh, from. What well, we had, you know, and Dominican Sue, obviously a power player, not overly fast. Vita Vea, same thing. Will Golston, not very quick off the ball. So I, I think, you know, Logan was a good fit for what they wanted, um, especially when you look at the other options. There really wasn't much at the defensive tackle position. So you add a Logan Hall that can, you know, get upfield and, and make things uh, more difficult for offenses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, let's break it down a little bit. So let me bring this up. So if you guys didn't know, we do this stuff. We kind of break down prospects little by little to see who the heck we're going to get. We did a lot of them, and we got two of them that the Bucs did get. We got Kate Otten, which we'll go over later since he was our fourth-round pick. Let's break down. Where is he at? Help me if you see him. Plus, there he goes, Logan Hall right there. So if you guys want to see our in-depth videos of them, check them out there. I mean, Logan Hall is there um, and Kate Otten. So if you're a fan from, uh, from some other team, check it out over there. There's some good – breakdowns here we just had fun with it all too it's every draft season we're going to do this so guys it's not only entirely uh bucks content it's more just bringing in what's the next level that's coming into the nfl the next college guys coming in Mm -hmm. let's also break it down let's actually look at them a little bit more in depth again same video just broken down differently for those who haven't seen the video yet let's bring this up boom there we are so logan hall bringing it down he's he's this guy right here okay so what is he going to initially bring it's going to be quickness it's going to be being able to leverage three technique get inside because is going to be obviously taking up two so Logan hall has one-on-ones he should be able to win those correct
0: right and i i think that's what they're looking for um especially when you know, you pair him up and uh, next to a Vita Vea or have a uh, Joe Tronchoenka, you know, lining up next to him and, you know, Shaq Barrett, etc. You can just use a lot of his versatility and his length. And obviously he's got the the traits and everything that you want uh, from a defense. You, you look at him here, you know, again, 92 lined up over the right guard, being able to just penetrate and get in there quickly, get a QB hit. That is something that the Bucks defense just didn't have from the interior position, oh. you know, last year, and it's something that they're going to need. And obviously, if he gets these one-on-one matchups, it's something I feel he can, you know, win most often than not. And I think the Bucks feel the same way. Uh, so that's where, you know, they want to, you know, continue to get better at.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're looking at him. There's a bunch of quick moves, swim moves, quick, just quickness in general. And if he's winning one-on-ones. We'll take it. The only knock on him is small school. Didn't have crazy good statistics, even though it's small school. And the best guard he went up against, the guy kind of did really, really well against him. So it's, but then again, he didn't have NFL coaching. He hasn't really learned how to use his leverage yet because look how high he is on a lot of these plays. Like he's almost jumping up here. You're already high enough at six foot six. You don't need to be doing that. So some of these things can be coached out and just literally. Zoning in on the good stuff, the quickness, the length, the ability to the motor, everything he does have, and kind of using that to their advantage. I mean, look at this quick little swim move. Whoop! A six-six, two-eighty-five. I'll take that. And he's doubled. The running back had to come over there and help. There's going to be no help. He's going to be one-on-one. Vitavea will get command the double, triple teams. He's just going to have to win with that one move. And then look at this. He's got bull rush ability there too. So he's got a little bit of speed, a little bit of power. I mean, he's got a lot of good traits that you want to see overall. And yeah, putting him next to a VWA, I think it's going to be night and day for him. And then even using him in stunt game too. What do you like with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're saying it perfectly. I mean, I, I think, you know, utilizing him in just multiple ways and allowing him to do what he does best. And that's, you know, be fast, get up field, you know, he's going to win off the, off the snap. And obviously with just great effort, he's going to give you, um, you know, just tremendous effort, And obviously, pad level is something, yeah, he's got to work on. And I think that's something that he will get with NFL coaching. I think he's even talked about it himself. He says that's the big weakness I have to work on is getting my consistent pad level down to where I can win more with leverage and understanding, um, you know, more concepts as far as how to win, you know, whether it's one-on-one or fighting through double teams. Yeah, and the thing is, He can use his length. It's just when he uses the
1: leverage correctly. Because right here, this is using it correctly. Look how he's lower than the guy's helmet. He's forcing him, using the length, one arm longer than two, and just driving this guy back so easily. So it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He can put it together. He just has to learn to do it more consistently. And guess what? You're at the NFL. This is your job every day. So I guarantee, with his attention to detail, Todd Bowles loving the pick, putting it all together, I think – think they got something here that they really like and let's put it this way last time we were like uh this is iffy i don't know Uh, Mm um it was Devin white and tristan wirfs so these guys know how to take picks and do something with the talent that's in front of them and what else goes along with those two guys freak athletes with Mm -hmm. size logan hall same thing freak athlete with size let's see what they can do and next to vita vea this line is disgusting Strong, yeah. lengthy, big. What can you say about it?
0: Right. Well, I, I think the big thing is they're gonna they're gonna trust their coaching staff, and obviously the the coaches wanted this player, um, so they feel like you know, hey, we can do you know some things here, clean up some things that are just you know, just little things that technique wise that he needs to continue to uh, progress, and obviously he's young enough, twenty two years old, uh, with everything you need from a defense alignment to be um, something pretty good. And especially, you know, next to a Vita Vea who they're expecting a lot out of uh, this year. And, and to your point about not drafting more defense alignment. Yeah. I was in the same boat as you. I I wish they would have, but I, I think it shows that they're putting a lot of, a lot of trust and faith into JTS, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, those guys taking the next step and, and being leaders of this defense going forward. And, and they feel Logan Hall with his addition, plus Will Golston and others, they can be good enough to, you know, make things happen.
1: But let's let's be honest. Like I mentioned earlier, it's not mm-hmm. over. I mean, there we could potentially sign another. We could sign Sue back. We could sign some right. other edge rusher. You never know. I mean, it's a long
0: offseason. Yep.
1: Like they learned last year with the corners getting hurt. I mean, what if you get mm-hmm. one injury in the defensive line? You're yeah. shit out of luck then. <laughs> I mean, if Vea, who tends to get hurt. Gets hurt, your whole line is different. I mean, you can't plug and play anyone else, and it's just that depth on the defensive line is needed. And to me, it's lacking. So, like that's what Emily was over here saying: Do we lose much if we lose Sue? Or sit over here, <laughs> Sue? So to me, absolutely. I mean, you just lost a strong veteran, a strong leader, a guy, <clears throat> a sound mind that helps everyone around him. He doesn't. He had a big year last year, sack wise. I mean, yes, he's older, but with age comes experience and literally calming a, a defense down. Like knowing that, okay, this game's still going, not being illogical and emotional like some of these young guys will be and think, all oh, all hell's gone over. Let's just quicksand this and put our heads between our tails. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's to me, he's a huge piece. And if you can bring him back, you do it. JPP is another thing. I think he was just on the down tail. Just, you could just see the injuries were taking its toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you what's your take on Sue?
0: I I really like Sue and obviously he was he's been productive with us ever since he came in. So, uh especially the last two years, Super Bowl year, I thought he was outstanding. Last year I thought it was his best season as a pro and that was him, you know, playing on a torn PCL or whatever it was that he had. He was, you know, hurt and for him to be out there every game it uh, just shows the kind of professional he is. I think from a leadership standpoint, I can see your your uh, your thoughts there. As far as yeah, definitely would like to have him back. Um, if he does come back, he'll probably be, you know, in a more he'd be in more rotation, which I think is great for him. You know, keep him more fresh and you know let him just be um, that kind of player where he can go in and out with you know whether it's Logan Hall or Golston or whoever. Um, but it, it, yeah rotation exactly and that's what you would like to have and i I think the bucks know that i just i think it's just a waiting game for sue uh and and see where he is once we get closer to training camp and maybe they you know bring him back again there's other free agents out there that they could look at as well so it's always moving it's again i i say the roster is fluid and you know it's uh you just got to wait and see and same thing with um you know gronkowski and obviously i we both feel Gronk is coming back, you know, Tom is his guy. And, you know, I don't think Tom wants to, you know, go into the season without him. And I I think they'll find a way to, to get that done. Um, If not, again, they drafted two tight ends for a reason. Obviously they wanted to, to beef up that room too. Yeah. something we're going to talk about soon too.
1: Well, another good question. Uh, Mario over here says, who do you, who did you like more Travis Jones or Logan Hall?
0: I liked them both. I thought Travis Jones, again, more of a a pure nose tackle. Um, He would have been great, you know, rotating in and out with uh, Vita Vea. I just don't feel like, you know, maybe it was the best compliment for, to pair him up with Vita Vea. And I think that's why they went with Logan Hall, because again, we just need that initial quickness off the snap. You want that burst and obviously the length and size of a Logan Hall and the potential for him to grow into his body a little bit more, I think is, uh, you know, definitely intriguing. And obviously he's got the pass rush ability right off the bat uh, to help him out early. And, but that's the thing. So if Travis Jones, hell of a run stopper,
1: hell of a clog in the middle, that's the thing. So do you want just the same thing you've already had with Sue and Vita or do you want to find a way to get another elite level of pass rush? That was something we were talking about over and over. We got to mm-hmm. find a way to get a better pass rush.
0: They needed we a wanted, new dynamic. Yeah. You yeah, wanted
1: then, it through the outside and crushing it down that way because the Bengals and Rams kind of showed you. You get, get after the passer, force the ball, and force a mistake. First person to make a mistake usually wins or loses. <laughs> First person to make a mistake loses, but we're trying to do it from the inside. We didn't really have much inside pressure. B.A., light, they all said it pre-draft. Like, oh, we need to find a way to get our inside pressure faster, younger. And they did it. Their, their second round pick. So, I I like the the pick. I want to see it develop. I mean, I know I got to trust these guys. They, they've been making some good ass picks lately. So, mm-hmm. I would assume it's going to be just the same thing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm i I just... mean,
0: I I think they've done a good job of balancing it where it's kind of like you know that Bill Parcells mentality, or and, and then it's also the mentality of taking guys with good production and you know being safer picks I guess you could say um when you look at the Logan hall obviously that's a guy where they see six foot six 285 good athleticism good speed everything you want from that interior position and you know they feel they can mold him into you know something pretty special and I, I think that's where you know you got to take the the chance on him and you know, the, the same thing happened with Jacksonville. They looked at Trayvon Walker and they saw the traits and they're like, hey, we can mold this guy into what we want him to be. And obviously that's why he went first overall.
1: But you look at that 6'6", 283, pretty much 33-inch arms, mm-hmm. big old hands, size, weight, and then you put a 488, 30-inch vert. I mean, these are big stats for a guy this big. <laughs> and yeah, everyone says the William Golson comparison. Colson was actually more of a premier edge rusher at uh, Michigan State than he just gained weight and turned into a defensive tackle. Right. He's not really – he was never quick. He was just more lengthy. Logan Hall has that twitch. He has that three technique, like I can shoot a gap and really hit it. I mean, if if he can develop more and learn how to pass rush better, I mean, they can have something here. I mean – Steadily grew into his frame. Good explosive off the ball. Explosive from hips into blocking. I mean, these are all things, words, but I want to see it put into action. You saw the video. We kind of broke it down. Uh, but yeah, the struggles with leverage, obviously, because he's so tall. I mean, there's things that you can obviously see they can grow into something. It's just does he stick to it? And from what it seems like, he's dedicated. He literally does nothing but play video games and work out. <laughs> mm. That's about it. So overall, I like the I like the pick. Let's see what it looks like next to Vita Vea.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of it again. You know, we had a little bit lower grade on him. You know, we thought, you know, maybe late second round pick, but at the end of the day, they, they did, you know, get good value with his selection. You know, they traded out of the first round, they got extra picks and obviously, you know, moving into the next pick, you're looking at, uh, Luke Gadecki, uh, the offensive lineman guard. You Know there's a lot of talk about hey the Bucks need to draft a, a guard in round one and, yeah. and all this. And you know, the the chance to get this guy and, and after watching more of his tape and and you know looking at him against LSU and, and other competition, dude's really good. And he's got a he's got a really chance, he's got a really great chance of stepping in at the left guard spot starting day one. Uh, he's that good with his technique and he destroys people. Uh, He's a straight up mauler that just loves to run over people. Um, And again, the work ethic is outstanding. As you see there, former tight end. And he built his body into a right tackle and started last year uh, for Central Michigan and and did a really good job. So and obviously at the next level, he's going to be an ideal uh, guard who could, you know, really, really help us out in the run game and also in pass protection.
1: And that's something huge we want to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at this draft, I mean, we got a lot of run blockers. I mean, Shaq Mason, perennially known as a run blocker, a great run blocker. Yep. Then you get this guy. He's going to move inside from guard. But his run blocking ability, he finishes blocks. He wants to push you through the ground.
0: Yeah. Well, he looks
1: like a straight-up meathead. Like, like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Look at that neck. But, I mean, it looks like this is more of a – Let's run the ball a little bit more. Kate Otten, great run to blocker. Co'Keefe, great run blocker. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about him later. So are we trying to get a little bit of the stress off of Tom Brady and getting in these guys that can run block and get that play action to work a lot more? Mm -hmm. Are we going to see a little bit of a change with Todd Bowles at the helm? I mean, everyone keeps saying, oh, Leftwich is the new OC. He was always the OC. And he was never really not calling plays. It was just in communication with BA. I'm still thinking BA's going to have some little tidbit, but we'll <laughs> see. I mean, they drafted a lot of good run blockers. Hopefully they get to use them. <laughs> I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I think with Todd Bull's first draft as head coach with the Bucks, you know, it's obvious in my opinion, and I think you agree that they're definitely trying to get more physical and play a, a physical style on both sides of the ball, uh, especially with you know more involvement from the run game. They drafted another running back and Rashad White, who we'll we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I think you know I, I still feel they're going to be you know still that pass first team. But I think you're going to see more uh, implement of the run and trying to be more physical at times. And when you look at the Super Bowl year, that's what was our success. We ran the football well, um, especially down the stretch, and utilized the play action game uh, quite often. So. But yeah, definitely with the offense line as it is set now and how I feel it's going to be the starting five, it's a physical group that can get after it in the run game, especially with two athletic guards that you have now potentially yeah. uh, being able to pull and do different things in the zone and man man blocking schemes, a lot of good things. And now you added two really good tight ends that can block that we haven't had here um, on offense outside of Gronkowski. Um, now you have more blockers to help Gronk be more of a receiving type. Yeah, it frees yeah. him. It frees him up to be even a more of a mismatch. So really, it it puts more stress on the defense that you're facing, and it's going to help out this offense be more safe with Tom Brady and help him from getting all these hits.
1: Yeah, because think about that addition subtraction like equation just happened. So we lost OJ. OJ was a pretty good receiver. Okay blocker. Cam right. Brate, not a good blocker at all, good receiver. You just bring in Kate Otten, who's a great blocker, full effort at blocking, bigger dude, and he's an okay receiver. And then is just a big boy blocker. Like he pulls yeah. his pants up and doesn't block it. And so yeah,
0: full back I mean, tight end hybrid. Right?
1: Yep. So the thing is, that's a huge point you just brought up. Having Gronk used more as a receiver than blocker. I mean
0: and Cam Brate as huge. well.
1: Yeah. Huge. I mean, still, we mentioned three tight end sets two years ago last year. You can still do this now with the the three that you have. I mean, they're all ability to catch the ball. All of them can block now, besides Brayton's not the best blocker. He gives it effort, but that is humongous. You don't have to rely on Gronk to be in line so often, like they had to do so often last year.
0: Yeah. And and, and I'll just add to this and then we'll, you know, move into the other picks. But yeah. you know, looking at it. I really think they've looked at their matchups against the against the Saints, and they know they have to run the football more against them oh, yeah. because their secondary is just so loaded. It's so good. Obviously, adding Tyron Matthew, and you know they just they match up so well against us. And also, a problem was the pass protection, and and now you have the ability to max protect against them and find ways to create things for Mike Evans and Gronk and and others where they don't have to stay in to, you know, block all the time or, or do different things. So, yeah, I, I think they're looking at that matchup and they know they have to become a more physical team up front uh, to, you know, ultimately beat them and and, and capture the division.
1: And guys, they, you guys are blowing up the chat. I love it. Keep it up. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with the eye, you guys. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Again, uh, a, a lot good, of great but, stuff and, yeah, and, and conversations. And, you know, speaking of that, be sure to, you know, like comment and subscribe. We appreciate all the support. Uh check out our YouTube channel like we were showing earlier. Again, this is Real Bucks Talk live on YouTube. Uh if you're new here, you know, go subscribe to the channel. It helps us out tremendously. We're trying to get to 4000 uh subscribers. We're almost there, so Again, we appreciate everything you guys do for us, and just joining us here talking Bucks football or NFL in general. Um, again, we're not you know shy to talk in NFL as well, so it's not just the Bucks.
1: Uh, and now let's we went from second round pick from a, a guard to replace Ali Marpet. Also, again, let's give Light his credit. Mm-hmm. Last time they did second round picks that were offensive linemen, it was Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> We're damn good with offensive linemen in general. I mean, he was a former offensive lineman too. So I think he, I guess he knows a little thing about it. So hey, we have to assume he's gonna be good. Uh moving down the line, now we got our third round pick, who to me I was like, oh crap, we did it. A running back? Oh no, not that one.
0: Hey, yep. There, that one. there we it. go. Oh boom. Right. So
1: we get a running back, Rashad White, six foot two fifteen, just about. Big hands again. This guy's story is pretty pretty damn awesome too. I watched the little thing on him. look at that vert. 4'48 four, four, just made the 4'4s, four, but he's got ability to make you miss, like tight spaced little shifty moves, can jump over you, get around you. And his best ability is hands. He can catch out of the backfield. I remember texting Plus during the, the draft that Brady's just shaking his head like that. Jack Nicholson uh <laughs> gift. Yeah. Oh, yes, I got a man that can catch the freaking ball now. And that's that's going to be his be- biggest trait. I mean, Lenny Fournette may be the number one, but this dude on third down or just rocket backfield get him in the game somehow. Get those hands on on display. I mean, I know Gio Bernard's still on the team, but this guy has potential to eventually take over, and it's crazy. Now we're actually kind of loaded in the, in the running back room. You got Fournette, yeah. Deshaun Vaughn. Rashad White and Gio Bernard. So that's going to be a loaded room. It's going to be tough to see who makes it. But what did you think of Rashad White?
0: Yeah, again, I I think it's a good move because you look at, you know, the running back room and obviously I think Keyshawn Vaughn and also Gio Bernard are on one-year deals pretty much uh, going into this season. So, you know, their contracts are coming up and, you know, adding a Rashad White, like you said, who can really be a weapon for Tom Brady, out of the backfield, as far as catching the football, they can move this guy, you know, into the slot. They can put him out wide and, and do some different things where he can win um, and, and really be an out asset as far as just catching it and making plays. And then, you know, as as far as him running the football again, he's still kind of like a he's kind of like a receiver at running back. That's how he kind of plays with how he runs. Um, he can make people miss. Obviously, his game is getting out in, into space. And at times, he tries to do that a little bit too much, as he tries to go outside a little bit, you know, too often. But again, that's his game; that's what he likes to do. Very good, you know, outside zone runner, uh, inside stuff. Again, he has the patience; he's very patient running back. He's been compared to, you know, Le'Veon Bell. That's a high praise, but um, that's kind of like the model that he likes to, you know, put his game after, and it can be effective. Uh, I just think he's going to need some time to adjust. As far as running the football and making sure he gets um, things fast enough, because he can't take too much time back there as he did in college.
1: Yeah, but in similar to Fournette in the open field, he's pretty damn good. Once he's out there, once he's he's hit his gap, but he's really good at vision. I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, he does have good vision.
1: Very good vision to set things up. But the thing is, right at the line, I feel like he stutter steps. He doesn't just go right through someone. He's more looking to elude you instead of go through you. Maybe that's yeah. something with coaching can kind of harness that and say, no, this is NFL. You're going to make a quick decision and go. There's no setting things up. There's no, I'm going to shake everyone because you can't. Everyone's just as fast as you or faster and they can hit. So, I mean, getting used to the speed of the game, but his hands are going to be huge. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be huge in yeah. this. And like Emily said, and yeah, tall Florida guy, same thing. This is Brady's James White. Love his catching ability and look up on YouTube or we're going to have our film study of him coming out soon. Mm -hmm. He can catch, he can make you miss. I mean, a lot of, like I said, jump over you, go around you. And it's hard to bring down. Good contact balance. Like he's, it could eventually be a pretty damn good weapon. And that's again, even better for Brady to just laugh, smile and say, Oh, there's not open here. Dump it down. Pick me up five to 10.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I know there's a lot of criticism, you know, after that pick was made, you know, maybe it was a little too early, maybe it was too this, but again, you're in the third round, you're almost to the fourth round. And you look at the running back that he can become. I, I think it it's really, and Jason Light said, it, he's like, you know, the value is higher for this guy because he has the potential to be a three down back. You know, he can, he can catch the ball, he can run it. And obviously, pass protection, he's willing enough to do it. He just needs to work on his technique a little bit there. But again, he shows effort in that department. And three down backs in this league are hard to find. And if you can get one, you know, obviously, you want to hold on to him. That's why they held on to, you know, Leonard Fournette. And it just adds more to the running back room. And it, it gives more depth at a position where you're going to need it. Because, you know, like guys have said here in the chat, you know, injuries happen. And you're going to need... Uh, Running backs at times.
1: I mean, so looking at the chat, Rick said Jeremy McNichols looked great in college too. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, he's to compare him to catching ability of Rashawn White, totally nowhere near the same level. Size wise, Jeremy McNichols really small. I mean, the size that Rashawn White translates more. I mean, Mm -hmm. McNichols had to gain some. I mean, he's never going to get taller. So yeah. I mean, yeah, Rashad and then just just the mentality and commitment to the game. Nichols didn't have it when he was with us. (laughs) I didn't really make it. And let's see, they're they're going for a certain type of guy, a certain mentality that love the game. Clearly he has it. Yeah.
0: And I think you're seeing that with, you know, the draft picks that we've talked about so far. Each one of them is very determined. They love the game. Uh, They're very mature for their age. They have, you know, Logan Hall, military background. So he's very on it disciplined guy who's gonna put in the work to be successful uh luka rode a tractor to high school and you know (laughs) came came from a small school town oh i said a good quality that's a great quality high school that's awesome you know that's just a badass quality and you know and obviously he's got a business type attitude no nonsense uh and he just wants to destroy people and you know you gotta love that physicality on the football field and then rashad white you know and and all three of them they've changed their bodies too like they've come from juco college and they they come from you know just out of nowhere and walk-ons you know luka was a walk-on made it to central michigan so just a lot of good stories from you know the first three picks um and really they they've found a way to to make it happen for themselves and you got to give them credit for that
1: yeah that's it like they're even john spitek said it they're they're looking more for a type of man than yeah. a player because they can teach football. It's more is that guy good enough to be a buccaneer man? Mm-hmm. And that's something a huge quality they're kind of they're finding. Uh Rick H went on more about it. I'm comparing them as players and making a point that the Bucs can't draft good running backs, one decent one in, I guess, a couple of years. But uh we agree with that. We we don't ever think about taking running backs high. I mean, this could have been potentially kind of high third round. I mean, they took Keyshawn Vaughn third round last year or two years ago. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just thinking longevity. I, I don't know. But the ability to catch is huge, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're looking for another wrinkle in this offense because Lenny's okay. When he went down, a whole part of the offense went down too. So yep. maybe they're thinking injuries. Maybe they're thinking. Let's run the ball more. Maybe this two-headed monster needs a to get going, and that kind of proceeds to our next pick. Who will be none other than Mr. Kate Otten? Let's kind of bring this over. Boom. There you go. Kate Otten, 6'5", almost 250, 33-inch arms are similar, 9.5-inch hands, and, a a and will eventually be a plus starter. I agree. I fully agree. So what do you like with Kate Otten initially?
0: Yeah, I like him. And again, he was one of my favorites, you know, out of this tight end class. And, you know, we did a video on him. So be sure to check that out on our channel. And he just, he's that typical, you know, Y tight end where he's inline blocking. He can catch a lot of things underneath. Uh, he can go up the up the field in the seams and, you know, find open space. So he's a smart technical route runner. Um, and he just he's very consistent in what he can do for you. again, you're not gonna ask him to you know, be like a Gronk type where he's going to, you know, split out wide and, you know, run and do all t- types of different routes. That's not going to be his game, but he's got potential to be a very solid tight end, kind of like almost, um, you know, maybe a-, a Jason Witten type, you know, just Ooh. guy that wow. can be consistent underneath and, you know, make plays, um, you know, and just be in the right spots when you need him. And he's going to be consistent as far as the receiving game and then blocking, run blocker, pass protector. He can do all those different things where uh, he can help your offense in a, in a different multitude of ways. Uh, so I see his upside as a potential starter down the road uh, right now. I think he'll be a great uh, tight end to, uh, for your team. Yeah. And speaking of, we got a film study on him. Go guys, go
1: check it out. But now that we're here, let's quickly check out that video. We did break down. Let's look at it. It's not talk about it. Let's look at it. And, Breaking it down, you got Kate Otten. He's a good blocker, but he can also catch the ball when needed. I mean, look at him high point this ball. You're going to see him right here in the mess. Gets open, a little corner route. Yeah, wide the hell open. But in this offense, he's likely going to be wide the hell open as well. But look at the adjustment for the catch, turning his whole entire body, high pointing the ball, all getting hit, still maintaining the catch. You got to like that stuff. Same play, different angle. Check it out. Bring it down plus.
0: Yeah, again, this is what we we're talking about. Again, he's going to be a, a solid enough route runner where he can find ways to get open in space. Um, not the greatest against man coverage, but he's going to do, you know, things where he can find open zones and, you know, just be that presentable target. Make a nice hands catch here. That's the biggest thing. He's catching the football with his hands, and that's always uh, very consistent on tape. Uh, you're going to see him here. You know, again, this is the same play, I believe. Yeah, same play, uh, and just catch it you know, with feet and bounce good, you know, good control Uh, here again, same thing, utilize utilization of the play action game and then finding the open zones behind the linebackers. I think that is something he can do pretty much all day and, and really be, you know, just consistent in that area.
1: And look at the years past with Tom Brady and all these tight ends from New England. I almost think did Tom Brady have a say in any of these picks like saying, Oh, let's get back to this. Like, bring a little sprinkle of this because I remember the Scott Chandler days, the Martellus Bennett, along with Gronk. I mean, they just had these bigger guys just presented a target and would just get open. I mean, it's a lot easier to see 6'5, 250 than six foot 11. So with all these speed guys, but give me a guy that can body up, get open and just come back to the quarterback and present just like that. I mean, things that, or simple, you would think it would be obvious. Maybe we're bringing a different wrinkle to this offense. And look at that, sitting in zones, just turning around right here. Whoop! The Bucks run stuff like this all the time. Mm-hmm. And a guy that can kind of run it like this, dependable hands, good blocker. I'll take it, especially on Sundays.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, this is something they've needed in the past, especially, like I said, when you're going up against physical defenses like the Saints, you need bigger bodies in there that, you know, can find openings and, and make plays here, coming on a down block, you know, and then presenting an option for your quarterback. So little plays like this and catching it in tight windows as well, you know, that's important, being able to make those contested catches. But like Mark said, it's giving Tom Brady just a bigger option to see and and really get, you know, necessary yards, whether it's first down or just getting five yards here and there.
1: And he's a heady player. I mean, here he's blocking. Check this out. He's blocking Aiden Hudson. Should have been first pick, but it is what it is. <laughs> Gets a little screen, tight end screen. You know, the Bucks love doing that maybe once a game. But still, now, now you got a second guy that can do it. Break tackles, sure-handed. I mean, a lot of things alike. And now, more blocking. Check this out. Sit the hell down. Get the hell out of a damn way. Like, I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, run blocking is, again, he has the technique already there, and he just loves to do it. I mean, it's an effort thing for him, uh, and he just con- continues uh, to move his feet, which is great. And you see it here, just continuing to push the guy, and he slams the guy into the ground. Again, excellent execution here now in space where he can do some different things. You could utilize him as a potential fullback out of the backfield. You know. A lot of things you can be done with him. Now here, you know, holding up Aiden Hutchinson again on multiple reps. Well, now he's going up against the Jabo there. But, again, good job there just holding his ground and, and finding lanes.
1: Yes, I mean, overall, he's a very clean prospect, I guess. I mean, maybe teams didn't see him as the electric pass catcher that teams want to see nowadays because that's the big thing. you got to run a 4-4, four, 4-5 four, four, to be a tight end. you got to be able to be six six. Freak athlete, monster, Kyle Pitts. Not all of them are like that. I mean, this is a guy that's traditional, can play the, the tight end of years past, mm-hmm. be dependable. And hell, we need blockers. I mean, you, look what happened last year. Yeah. I mean, you're you had to rely on Gronk, Gronk and Mike Evans only as pass catchers. Gronk wasn't able to stay back and block anymore because because he was being told to go out. Yeah. So you're sol shit out of luck put it that way and oops now you're finding ways to fix those areas that you needed last year and you're trying to get better in running game i'll take it those are two good fixes i like that
0: yeah absolutely and and like i said earlier you said earlier i I think this pick helps other players be better and that's you know cam brate gets to be utilized like he should be where he's that you know slot receiver slash you know f tight end where he can move around and then. Gronk, same thing. You can utilize him more in what he does best. And it's just better for the offense because you have a guy like this. And uh, I think it was a, a great selection, especially in the fourth round. It's great value. I know there was a lot of thought about taking a tight end earlier, but I think getting Kate Otten, who I thought was one of the better tight ends in this class in the fourth, that's tremendous uh, value pick. And I think it's going to be a good one. And like you look at other talent evaluators. They had him as
1: possibly like a top three tight end in this draft class. Mm-hmm. He only fell because of a late ankle injury. at the End of the right.
0: year. Couldn't test.
1: Right. Yeah. So thank you. And we get another Washington player. Right. Aubea, JTS. Now, ooh, Kate Otten. Uh, Washington's been good to us. And let's hope. Hopefully this keeps riding. And then really good guy. I mean, he sounds like a down to earth dude. Right. I mean, the, the bucks seem like they, they know what they're doing with Washington guys. And, he seems like a dependable one that will just literally soak up the playbook and hit the ground running, and I really like that pick.
0: Yeah, and again, he has a great background as well. His his family was coach in, into coaching, so he's he's been in football his whole life. Again, football family, uh, and he just understands the game. I think he's a, a smart player, and that shows on the field, obviously, and a very good dude. You know, uh, I believe he's already married, and I think he's maybe has a kid. I'm not sure on that, but again, very mature. I he just had a kid though. Right. Logan yeah. Hall has a kid. Yeah. Uh, Rashad white, same thing. So all these guys are mature and, you know, young fathers and they have purpose. Um, you know, there's a motivation there to, to be the best at what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, but did he ride a tractor to school? That's my
0: question. No, only Luca sure. Kadecki did that. And that's what makes him very special. And probably my favorite pick out of this whole class. <laughs> <laughs> because of the tractor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's bring up the next pick. I like this. It's kind of fun. This is kind of fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, next pick is probably the most questionable of all of them. In the bottom half of the fourth round, There it, it is. is still a fourth rounder. Bucks take a punter out of Georgia, national champion, 1 193. Ran a 4-5. That's the big thing everyone keeps hyping up about. Oh, he's so fast, so fast. Okay. we still drafted a punter in the fourth round, Jake Camarda. What do you think on punter plus
0: yeah, again, I you know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of taking, you know, specials in the I guess early day three. I mean, I think you can find them, but again, like I was telling you off air, if you can find a special talent like this guy, they think he is, and you know, obviously he's gonna take over for Bradley Pinion. Bradley Pinion is gonna get released. You get some cap savings there, you get some money for your cap space. Maybe it helps you bring back an Dominican sue and Gronkowski. But they really feel like this guy has a very great, strong leg, and it can do a lot of different things, um, and help your special teams, which was pretty awful last year, to be honest. It needs to be improved, and you got to win field position, and that's something that we struggled at. And if this guy can make us better on kickoffs and make us better in the punt, you know, the punt game, then I, I'm I'm okay with it. Again, I don't love it, but I can live with it, especially if he's going to be a starter you know, for your team for the next 10, 12 years.
1: I'll say this. So people get hung up on the fourth round thing. Yeah. It was almost a fifth round pick. It's almost like the Guayo pick. He was a second rounder. Yes, but it was potentially like right there at third round. He's one mm. or two picks away from the third round. He's like three picks away from the fifth round. If it was a fifth round punter, would you be more okay with it? Or are you only looking for sixth, seventh? I don't know. Yeah. But then, then again, like Matt Gay, you picked him. Look at him. He was a Super Bowl champion. He actually, once he left us, turned into an amazing kicker. Maybe we just quick triggered on that one to just based on Roberto Aguayo. I don't know. So,
0: yeah,
1: is this guy they're going to give time and confidence in? Let's see. But opinions was god awful. You said it best. Like last year, they were even trying to talk him up all through the press conferences. Oh, he's just dealing with injuries. He's oh, mm. he's going to be better.
0: Yeah, it just, just never came.
1: He just was good. And yeah, and everyone yeah needed the, the other pinner, the punt god guy, everyone's saying. Oh uh, yeah, Matt well, Ruiz. I mean, maybe he wasn't good with accuracy. Maybe that's what we're we're trying to do. Special teams isn't just kicking as hard and high and yeah as far as you can go. It's gotta yeah. be placement
0: we're, directional punting.
1: Right. We're gonna, go to right, we're gonna yeah. say all of our guys go to the right, that ball better go to the right. Because if it goes to the left, that damn thing's getting returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's all
0: game planning. And-, and that's, you know, that's supposed to be this guy's specialty, yeah. you know, directional punting. He was really good at, you know, pinning the team back inside the 20. And that's what you want from your special teams. You want your defense to have an advantage. And if they can, you know, pin teams back where it helps your defense be better, get the offense back in a better favorable position, then, you know, I'm all, I'm all for that.
1: Yeah. Andrew has a good point. too. Yeah. I heard Keith Armstrong on here it was pretty outspoken on special teams guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's huge on everyone on special teams. Not just this guy because he can run, he can positionally punt it accurately, consistently. Stuff that and they didn't even mention. Pinion. <laughs> but, uh,
0: like, I mean, I hope for God he's he's right on Jalen Darden. I want that guy to succeed yeah. so bad. And you know, he was saying a lot of it was blocking, and that you know that could be the case. But I just hope I hope he really steps up his game and comes into fruition. Uh, especially again, he was another fourth round pick. Um, So hopefully he, you know, right, exactly. So yeah, two fourth round picks on special teams that really need to step up their game. And hopefully that, that happens.
1: Hell, he could be cut after this year
0: based on how loaded the wide receiver room is. It is very loaded room. I mean, yeah, I said it on another podcast. I was, you know, I I don't think Johnson, Scotty Miller or Darden are, they're not safe at all right now. You know, they're going to have to earn every everything.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's younger guys. They even sign undrafted that have crazy skills, crazy ability, and are hungry. And these yeah. guys have to put up or shut up. And it's mm-hmm. that's the way of the league. It's how it is. And when your room is that loaded, you got to show something. So somewhere where you can contribute. I mean, Scotty Miller was a gunner last year. I don't, I don't see Darden do that. Doing that, <laughs> if he can't return, oops. Right. Or if he's dropping balls, fumbling balls, it's not going to happen. Uh, Emily made a good point here. Jose, I don't <laughs> I need to go.
0: <laughs> Ber, Bergalis, yep.
1: Bergalis. Jay Camardo will be great kicking. So that's another thing they touched on. Jose's got a great leg, but can he be accurate? And Zuckoff mm-hmm. doesn't have a great leg, but he's accurate. Yeah. Past 40. I don't know, yeah. but let's see. Like, do, do we give it to the leg or do we give it to accuracy? Mm. It's going to be a great competition in training camp. Uh, but overall, I mean, he, he did talk up KJ Britt and Stewart big time. So. Mm. Good praise for that. Uh, going right. down to the next line, we're get, getting kind of late in here. Yeah, Zion, probably one of the most praised picks, I guess, talked about picks, and we traded up for this in the fifth round, and we traded in next year's fourth. Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit about Zion, who is a massive cornerback.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of investment, like you said, and obviously the they love the kid, and it's hard not to. I mean, when you look at him, six to 200 pounds super athletic he tested the he tested as the best athlete um from the cornerback position in this class so uh, he got a 10 out of 10 in his athletic testing so a lot of potential lot of po- guy. Yeah, yeah a lot of yeah a lot of potential um but he's gonna have to learn he's gonna have to be developed he's got to learn you know the the nuances and the technique of the position but I, I like it. I think it's great to have him as CB4, you know, outside of our top three guys. And he's going to bring competition. I think that's a great thing for him. And obviously, again, he fits that Buccaneer mold. Again, great human being and just loves the game. And he can do a lot of different things for your team. And I yeah, that's where he's going to show up on special teams as a gunner. You couldn't say
1: enough good things in the strengths, premium size and football intelligence. He's a team captain with loaded with intangibles that
0: that says it all right there
1: right adequate hip flip for a big corner at six 200 pounds if you have any hip mobility you're amazing and then you yeah. take you, you time this way that is yeah. insane three cone insane like I, that's that's crazy mm. and then 40 inch vert four three like that's any projected round three and four mm. and we get him in the fifth round with a trade up
0: And and a lot of people talked about how did he fall to the fifth round? Again, it's, you know, it was mainly the competition he faced Um, again, lower level, uh, you know, competition, but again, it's still football and he still made a lot of plays, had a ton of production and it's just, it's going to be just little things where how fast can he learn the scheme? How fast can he learn the system, learn the speed of the NFL going up against bigger, stronger, faster receivers where he's not the biggest guy on the field. And obviously he won't be the fastest either. So, um, you know, that adjustment is just going to have to take place. But I like it. I I love it for the future because especially you need a corner with, you know, the contract situation of Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean. You know, they don't have contracts after this year. So it's good to have a potential starter down the road to go with Carlton Davis.
1: And again, what you see about the the guy, the man, not just the player, like instinct smart. it's mm-hmm. a good guy. And literally he looked ecstatic about being drafted, like ready yeah. to go, ready to rock and anywhere to contribute. They're going to mm-hmm. try him out at it, punt returner gunner. Yeah. Learn the system, just be a contributor. And,
0: and not, not to mention he's got inside and outside versatility to play yeah. in, in that slot and at, you know, on the outside. So I think that's great. Obviously, ideally at, we both, I think see him as an outside corner, uh, but it's just great that, you know i think it was an excellent pick and it was well worth you know trading up and, and getting this guy
1: like when i heard I was like oh is this uh who did i compare him to because I, I what was i doing i was like working on the shed or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, who did i compare him to though from last year that we took I was like oh is it like this you go oh no way better production
0: oh chris wilcox yeah no yeah. that I like, that guy wilcox? yeah no wilcox was drafted in the seventh and yeah, I didn't have this type of skill set or size or production.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, let's see. I mean, we mm. trade up for this dude. <laughs> All the traits are there. Supposedly he's really good, coachable. You hear nothing but good things. But let's see, let's see what happens. We got to. I don't think we're going to find tape on him. So if you're looking for a film study, I doubt yeah. we can do it.
0: I'll try to dig in the deep archives, but I, yeah, I doubt I doubt I can find it. I'll I'll do my best though. But, uh, we do have tape coming out on yeah. most of the other guys though
1: especially on this dude coming up next your six uh, rounder yeah this is i think he's gonna be a fan favorite
0: absolutely
1: Co-Keefe. give me a little breakdown on Kof.
0: oh man he's uh he's just a really fun fun tape evaluation to watch and another again another great story um you know i believe he worked his way up what's this plus only seven passes 101
1: yards. Yeah. And one touchdown. What the hell? That's trash. Why are we drafting? <laughs> Why the hell yeah. we drafting?
0: Again, he wasn't targeted a lot. Um, he didn't get the football as far <laughs> as the receiver. But what he can do, this guy is like a lot of people love Ryan Jensen. They're gonna love this dude because yeah. he's like Ryan Jensen light, uh, but just yeah, plays the whistle till it's echoing, like he plays through Fish. it. And he's just dominant on the field as far as a run blocker and pass protector, pass protector. He's probably got to work on a little bit, but run blocking where he's just going forward and, and getting after people, he puts them into the ground and it's just whew, a lot of fun to to watch. And yeah, I can't wait to share that film study with you all.
1: I mean, bringing him down in his high school, he was a quarterback linebacker, right, lineback, former,
0: former quarterback. Yeah,
1: everything. And he goes to my, to, minnesota comes a tight end just to block and like you you see all the his fellow teammates quarterbacks uh, i wonder what it's one field and teller johnson going to say about him but mm. they're like hell of a good guy good guy good teammate loves the game lary will be in on everything like god like another great pickup of a man like now just
0: yeah. helps your special teams too yeah. yeah and so- just can Oh, add on it, add on it. No, yeah, I was just going to say special teams. He's going to help your goal line offense, your your uh, short yardage situations where they can use him as fullback or a tight end, uh, pass protection. Again, it's going to allow other guys like Gronk and Breit to do things that they love to do, uh, which is doing the the catching. And, yeah, I mean, he just brings that attitude and mentality to your team. Kind of like – it's almost like, uh, you know, Alan, Alan Cross, who we used Damn. to have – but this guy's just big, Alan Gross. <laughs> yeah, this guy's just on another level. Again, he's all of six five, you know, two hundred and sixty plus pounds, and he brings he brings the hammer uh, when he comes to play. And it's just, uh, yeah, really fun watch on tape.
1: And think about that wrinkle. So you have a jumbo set with Gronk. Say we still got to sign back Gronk, but Gronk, Coquif, Kate Otten. You have three tight ends all on that one side that can all block run you over yeah good luck and then say if we do do a play action holy shit you're over to that one side and one of them slips underneath and catches a ball
0: it's just another team captain andrew's right there so yeah great human being and i i recommend anybody who didn't see like his little draft video call that he had uh with his family in the garage that's i mean it just shows you how down to earth guy he is and and it was just uh you know, really special um, to, you know, to see that with his family and obviously very excited to come to Tampa.
1: Yeah, and then editor 17, hope he's better than Vitaly. Yes. So this is one thing. Danny Vitaly was mainly a fullback. He's playing in the backfield sometimes. He's mainly playing on the line Yeah. and blocking, like, for real. Vitaly was more, he could yeah. catch the ball. He ran kind of fast. This is a different animal.
0: Yeah, Co-Keefe is like an extra offensive lineman, so yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense for the Bucks because they like to do a lot of six-man offensive line sets, and you can use Co-Keefe as that extra guy um, in your offense. But also gives you the versatility to have him drop out and and go for to catch passes, and he can do that. Um, so I think that will be uh, another wrinkle to look for as we go into the or go into training camp, I should say.
1: And another fun fan favorite guy to watch yeah. just to see him kind of grow and hopefully find a, a roster spot. Uh, and then we go to the last and final pick. They pick up an LSU, Andre Anthony, outside linebacker. He had a couple injuries to go throughout his career, and he's coming back 6'4", 251, but he is athletic. Ran a six, 40, coming back. It's the potential they're looking here. It's the seventh-round go for traits, go for possibility of making the roster. And look at his stats. Last year, SEC football, he had three and a half sacks in three games. The year before that, five and a half sacks. So, I mean, was that his breakout year that he was going to have? Then he got his ACL tear? We'll see. I mean, he's healthy now. He's going to be ready for training camp. Let's see what he can put together and try and make a roster. But, I mean, I like the potential of this pick.
0: Right. Yeah. He's got good length again at six, four, you know, a little over 250 pounds and he ran a four six, you know, recently just coming off of that ACL injury. So obviously he's a very hard worker uh, and he puts in everything into this game, which is awesome to see. Very committed again, an older rookie. He's 25 years old already. Uh, so he's very mature for his age. Uh, another leader from LSU and obviously he knows Devin white and, you know, they talked a lot, you know, about, you know, leadership and taking over the team. So yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but it, yeah, I, I like the pick for the seventh round because it, it's a high upside guy and also it's a position that you know has opportunity at, at the edge spot where he could maybe beat out a Kim Cam Gill or you know maybe just make the the final spot of the roster and play special teams as well. So It'll be interesting to see what he does, Um, if not, you know, obviously a a candidate to develop on the practice squad going forward.
1: I mean, overall, I mean, look at last year. Some of our picks, they just didn't make it, right? I mean, but Mm -hmm. you want to go based off of what potential they could bring to this team. And, again, this is a guy that they thought was part of something that can fit in this team, and let's see what he can bring. It's the traits that they kind of looked at. Uh, I guess let's, let's quickly break down these guys, the undrafted free agents. Sure. That's okay. part of it. Mm-hmm. So, Bucks had three receivers among 13 undrafted free agents. So, a lot of small and fast guys. I mean, Jareth, Stearns over mm-hmm. here, just a one year kind of breakout type player.
0: Tons that of production.
1: Pretty, yeah, pretty big year, but only five foot seven, four, yeah. five, eight. Yeah. Evan Tompkins is one that a lot of people are really raving about. Extremely fast, 40 yard dash, four, three, five. But only 5'7, 167 pounds. Little <laughs> guy, 38 and a half inch vert. He plays bigger than his height and weight, though. I mean, I saw a mm-hmm. couple highlights of his. More. Smaller guy. Fast, wide receiver. But of the, and so someone in the chat was talking about this Nolan Turner guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of the undrafted guys, who did you like?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously those receivers you mentioned have a have a great opportunity in front of them. Again, it's a crowded room, so it's going to be tough. Uh, I do like the Nolan Turner uh, selection out of Clemson. He's had, you know, starting experience. They gave a big, a lot of money to that corner out of North Carolina, um, uh, McMichael. Yeah, I mean, so... There's there's some opportunities for some of these guys to, you know, obviously find a way maybe onto the roster or at least onto the practice squad and, and upgrade there. It's got some linebackers too that can, you know, add some more depth to that position. Uh, quarterback, maybe. Uh, so a lot of a lot of interesting uh, picks there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough Let's put it that way. It's going to yeah. be extremely tough. You always root for the, the underdog. But with how stacked this team is, it was stacked last year it was stacked the year before. Undraft free agents, you got to show up something like out of the ordinary, and especially the wide receiver room. I mean, what if one of these guys does? I love this. Push game <laughs> Think about it.
0: I'm five awesome. seven.
1: This gives me hope.
0: That's great. Hey, man, never, never give up on that dream.
1: Never say never, never yes. say die. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall, you know, draft grade, I, I would probably give this one. I'd probably say like a B plus. I I think they did a really good job of just, you know, finding guys that fit the mold, fit the 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 schemes that they're looking to build upon and obviously give more depth and and you know build for not only this year but future years down the road. I I think it was a really thought out and and solid draft overall. Yeah. My opinion, I mean, this is
1: kind of a strong take right here. Russell Brown, another really good talent evaluator. Two days past the draft now. One team that I'm intrigued with it's picks or the Bucks. Their first four picks: Logan Hall, Luke Gadecki, Mm -hmm. Rashad White, Kate Otten. All four players can contribute right away and should carve out a significant role, in my opinion. So that's huge. How many starters you got? You got potentially two starters here: one in the punter, big role player here, potential big role player here. Yeah, I mean, three starters and two other role players. It's a pretty damn good draft when you look at it in that, in that way. So yeah, yeah. B plus is a good grade to me to give it to it. Mm-hmm. It could honestly be above it or below based on what production these guys have, like three or four years down the road. But I like it. I think B plus a good accurate thing. Yeah. I mean, not because they, I wanted some other guy and they didn't take it. I think overall it's a well developed or thought mm-hmm. out draft.
0: Yeah. I, I think you got, you know, obviously more physical, you got faster, And, you know, if not anything, you improved your special teams, which I think, you know, definitely needed it. And you found some guys that could be, like you said, potential starters down the road, if not immediate starters with the first two. I think Kadecki has a great chance of coming right in and starting right away. I think he's that damn good. And I can't wait to show you guys his tape because (sighs) you talk about just dominating people left and right. It is a pure domination from this guy and top, you know, top edge technique. But anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, we appreciate everyone that was in here. I think we had over thirty people here in the chat. Oh, yeah. So that's that's awesome. We appreciate all the comments and support. And like always, be sure to go like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate it. We need it. We're trying to get to four thousand. Let's get to, you know, hopefully ten thousand by the end of this year. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do it. We're just going to friends. Tell,
1: <laughs> tell yeah. the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, tell everybody,
1: everybody. that too.
0: Yeah, just tell everybody we're trying to just continue to pump out more content for you. Um, I feel like we were just getting started. Uh, so we love it. We love the box and obviously talking NFL. Uh, so with that said, I hope everyone have a great night. Go Lightning. I think they're still winning. So that's awesome. Hopefully tie up the series and everyone have a great week. And until next time, see you then. Go Bucks.